0: Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the ASAP or the After Synergy application podcast. My name is Jack, and I'm here with Tyra and Hannah. Say hello to everybody. Hi. Hello. Hello. We just had an awesome synergy. If you guys haven't had a chance to listen to it, hit pause on this, go back an episode real quick, listen to the synergy. It's about 35 minutes of David just spitting rhymes, and then come back to this one and jump in with us. We've been having this theme all night about making CSF feel smaller, so I thought I'd start out with some questions. So introduce yourself, guys, answer these two questions, and then we'll get rolling. So question one is, what is the smallest thing you've ever been in? And question two is, how did did Fall Retreat make CSF feel smaller to you?
1: All right, I'll go. I'm Hannah. Um, the smallest thing I've ever been in, um, what I can remember is last week, actually, I was I put myself in a locker. Um, <laughs> and not okay. just a normal size locker, like an extremely small locker. Um, that was because I was bored in class and we had a break. Um, but the way that CSF Fall Retreat has made, um, you said community smaller? Or, yeah. Okay. Um, I actually met a few people on... CSF Fall Retreat my freshman year, who are now on staff, um, Claire Moore and (laughs) Bo. Just (laughs) Bo. But yeah, so uh, Fall Retreat was definitely something that just, um, honestly it made CSF fun too. I remember freshman year not knowing as many people and going on not just Fall Retreat, but All Retreats and just meeting people that I would never meet in other aspects of CSF, so yeah.
2: Um, I think the smallest thing I've ever been in is, like, a size zero pair of jeans, maybe. (laughs) Okay, okay. Or um, when I was forming in my mom's womb. (laughs) Um, Great. I actually hate small spaces. I'm very claustrophobic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's good But I love small groups, so um, there's that. But, yeah, so CSF's um, fall retreat was great. I actually got to go three times, um, so my freshman year, sophomore year. And then senior year, I was a um, family group leader, so that was so fun. But in all like in each trip that I went to, I got to meet like new people. And then I would see him around CSF and be like, Oh my gosh, you were in my group. <laughs> so definitely made it smaller.
0: Yeah, for me just quickly smallest thing I've ever been in definitely was walking on a trail and had a squeeze between two rocks and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna <gasps> finish. Um, no, it's not National Bridge, I have no idea what it was actually, but <laughs> CSF was great, I mean Fall Retreat was great, CSF was great too, but Fall Retreat <laughs> was great, uh, I didn't know anybody coming in, so I just got to have a great community, and funnily enough, me and Tyra actually, were we met freshman year at Fall Retreat, didn't know each <laughs> other, and we then met again when she came on staff. And uh, now we're best friends. And and now we're best
1: friends.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so let's hop right in tonight. Um, Tonight's scripture was, we've been walking through three miles per hour in in the Psalm 23, and tonight was verse six. So we'll read it real quick, which is, this is what it says. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Again, if you are interested in this, you can always go back and check out the other podcast. but let's hop right in. So the question is, what, from David's message tonight stuck out to you?
1: Um, He asked a question, how often do you think about eternity? And that was one of the things that stuck out with me because honestly, not often. Um, Like, I feel like I just go day to day and I think of what's in front of me. Um, I'm definitely someone that's like a hands-on, like visual learner. And so I'm only focused on what I'm seeing sometimes. Um, And so, yeah, what about you guys? What do you think about that question?
2: Um, I think... where he just like repeated the phrase that we um like this is not our home that Mm -hmm. we are just like meant for heaven um that just resonated with me we talked about it in my group this past week just about how I don't know just heaven is really the place that we're shooting for so
0: yeah I I always at the randomest times will just be like having like a mind freak out because I'm like I start thinking about heaven and it's great, but it's just like, yeah, I don't really think about eternity that much, but yeah, that's so good. David really took a pause when he said that the earth is not a forever home. And I just, it's so, it's so good. And I think it's so important that we understand this, that like, we're just, we're just chilling on earth. Like this is not our home. Like we're just on a fun vacation and it's okay if we feel homesick sometimes because this is not really our home. Mm. Yeah, uh, something that stuck out to me was, I'm trying to find it in his sermons. so guys, just give me a minute, but it was in Philippians, when he was reading the Philippians, the part of the verse that was not the scripture, he said, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And I think a lot of times, if, you're, if you've been around the church a long time, that's just like a tattoo verse or a verse that you put on your bumper sticker because <laughs> it's just so good. But like a lot of times we just breeze over this. But like, if we really start to think about it, like to live, Paul is saying that for him, living is being and telling every single person that he knows about christ and living his life imitating him and to die literally just means to him is so much more because he gets eternity so what do you guys think about that verse
1: imagine being so nonchalant about dying (laughs) being like i can live i can die like you know i get to glorify the lord either way that is definitely not my daily thoughts about living and dying um but i think that that's beautiful what Paul was saying and just some of the other stuff that he said in Philippians about citizenship in heaven and just rather wanting to be rather wanting to rather what sorry (laughs) Um, wanting to be with Jesus um over everything um and it's definitely inspirational and admirable and it's definitely something to learn from Paul
2: yeah um I agree it's just it is crazy to think about um just living for Christ but even like in that I feel like he had another message too just like when you are falling crossed um, you are just kind of killing our own like self or like our own flesh of like the worldly desires and things like that and so even like living as Christ is to like kind of gain a new life as well
0: yeah that was so good (laughs) that was so good Uh, what else is that to you guys
2: Going back to the, um, this is not our like, forever home, mm-hmm. I thought of um, C.S. Lewis. I know we love him around here. I'm <laughs> <Our> asking. <mascot. laughs> <laughs> but he had a quote in the Mere Christianity, um, and it says, If we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. And I just like, as he was talking about that too, it just came to my mind of how like true that was. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, yeah, I love that quote. <clears throat> we, we have been reading that as a staff, um, over the summer. And I just always think back to like celebrities too. Cause a lot of times they're, they achieve everything they want and they're kind of just like, I still inside of me have this like deep yearning and I just don't feel like I'm being fulfilled. And it's like, yeah, cause we're not made for this earth. Like we have a better, crazy good home. And like even, even revelations, like we can't put this into words, like how crazy heaven's going to be. So it, it's so good.
1: See, and that's like also the thing is the devil knows that that is our deepest desire, whether we realize it or not. And he tries to throw all of these other desires on us because there are definitely some times in my life where I'm like, oh, well, I actually desire this more than I desire heaven. Um, Or, oh, I would rather be doing this than reading my Bible or like following Jesus. Um, And so it's definitely hard to keep track of the lies versus truths um and so this was a good reminder of the truth that um our deepest desire again whether we realize it or not sometimes is to be with jesus and other desires are just things that are kind of in the way
0: yeah that's so good and i just even love how david as he was talking through these that that verse and stuff he even just says like Paul didn't really know what he wanted, like, which is crazy. Cause a lot of us, like, if we were saying like, would you rather live or die? A lot of us are going to choose to live. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, he truly was like, I don't know which one I'd rather do. I don't know <laughs> if I'd rather go on the rest of my life talking and telling others about you and bringing you to Christ, or if I'd rather die right now and go to heaven and be with you. Mm-hmm. Cause it was like, just both are so extreme and, and so good.
1: And either way for him, it was the same. Like he was as close to Jesus here on earth as he could imagine being in heaven.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I and we'll we'll continue walking through this and I think I liked how the sermon started taking a turn when Jim came on stage. Mm-hmm. I think Jim did a great job. Jim, mm-hmm. if you end up listening to this episode, congrats, buddy, you did a great job. Jim, oh, <laughs> you. Um but I just love that like we get a real example of how like listening, like actually listening to the shepherd, like li- like how we take what the shepherd is saying and actually put it into, into action. Because a lot of us aren't going to have that crazy correct story like Jim, mm-hmm. but s- most of us are still going to have voices from the shepherd. Like I know most of the staff that come on staff aren't just coming on staff to hang with students. Like we're being called into ministry. Mm-hmm. And I think even if you're not being called into ministry, the the word is still going to talk to you. So maybe... If you guys have experiences, talk about that for a minute. Is there a time in recent, in the last year or so, maybe uh, that you like heard the shepherd and like listened in?
2: Yeah, um, in the words of our dear friend, Christy, (laughs) um, I just feel like like a lot of people, they don't have like those big like coming to Christ stories or they didn't get hit by a truck or, you know, (laughs) things like that. But um, I think the most recent, Um, just like listening to God's voice is really just for me coming on staff because I'm a first year too and um, I had no plan to come on staff. Like you you had asked me one year ago today if I was like planning on going on staff, I'd be like, oh no, that's not in the plan at all. Um, But yeah, towards the end of April, like going into May, like before graduation, I just felt like I was like, yeah, I just want you to stay here another year. Um, and reach more people and tell them your testimony and things like that. And I truly did not want to, <laughs> <laughs> prayed a lot about it. Um, and I would like read my Bible and, and he, I would just still feel like he was like, yeah, this is what I want. <laughs> I'm not going to change my mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it, like, since I made that decision just to come on staff, there's been so many different ways that he's like moved for me or like opened up doors that i really would have never thought had, would have happened, um, before that. So yeah, it's, it pays to listen to his voice. <laughs> um, for me, I'm
1: definitely someone that struggles. Um, like you're saying, like not everyone has that car wreck story. Not everyone has moments where they audibly hear the Lord. And I feel like, um, the way I hear him is through my own o- obedience. Um, and so just learning, um, I feel like you revealed to me a while ago just to say yes to things. And so even kind of like you were saying, Tyra, about you're like, oh, I did not want to do this. (laughs) Um, There's like multiple times where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. But um, just feeling that I should say yes. Um, And sometimes it's cool how even I feel like sometimes I used to say yes out of obligation, but the Lord would still work through that. Um, Especially I think he does this well with leadership. Um, so whether it be staff or I remember like even a few times leading shift, I was like, Lord, I'm not equipped for this. Um, but he equipped me by the time that it was (laughs) time to lead, um, and gave me the right people, um, in my shift group to even support me through it. So,
0: yeah, those are both so good. And my stories are similar to a lot of other staff. I mean, in college, I kind of was going back and building up to like that that roller coaster of um of faith and, and getting back into like the fire of of following Jesus and kind of like Tyra was saying earlier I just felt like this calling to go on staff and I was like, I really don't want to do this. Fundraising <laughs> is really hard. Like I just oh, yeah. I can make I can honestly make so much more money literally anywhere else, including <laughs> other churches where I could do ministry. Like yeah. why are you asking me to why are you asking me to go to CSF? And I just think it took a lot of like praying and being really humble and like this is not like everything in my life, getting over sin and repenting, and and making friends and making CSF smaller and stuff like that. Like it's <laughs> all been his. It's all been him. It's never been. It's never been me. And I think that was the same idea with with the with the story of coming on staff. It's just like he was telling me to come, and if I didn't listen to the to the shepherd, he was going to make me do it anyway. Because God has a way to work out His will, regardless if we want to or not.
2: Mm.
0: So I think that was really good.
2: I liked when David <laughs> that. Um, God doesn't like judge our character based on the numbers in our bank account because, <laughs> <laughs> like Jack said, <laughs> fundraising is very hard.
0: Yeah, I think that's good too. Just like he was talking about everything, like anxiety and fears that we have, whether that be, like like I just said, anxiety or depression or even just things like pay, buying food for um for meals or, or gas to get to work and stuff like that. And I think, you know, we, we sang this song tonight. Again, if you haven't... Uh, listen to synergy you can listen to it or you can watch it on youtube and hear the hear the worship but we ended the night singing a song called fear is not my future uh, by math city and i think that song just goes perfectly with what david was saying of just like it doesn't matter what our fears are we could we could have a fear of anything and through the lord and only the lord and him being our shepherd like he's going to take care of those and there's a there's a part of the verse where we're saying hello to things and goodbye to things but at the end of the song we're just saying goodbye to all these fears and turning them over to the lord and i think i think that's a big thing of what this sermon was all about.
1: Yeah, and he even spoke on Revelation 21 through th- 3 through 4 um, about just pain being gone um, when we get to heaven and how um, that is such like a good earthly reminder of kind of what we were talking about earlier of just um, living with the pain now and realizing that the Lord can get rid of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's good, and I mean just David is so talented. And I think one of the things I really liked was at the beginning, he was talking about the Cubs and telling a story about that, but he used it at the end again. And he was saying that like, what really, what Jesus is really inviting us to do is, is not just be a fan. We're a fan that knows the coach. And I think that I, it kind of hit me. I was sitting back in the tech booth doing my stuff and, and um, I just kind of realized that, um, it it's it's kind of crazy just to think about like we we're not just like Jesus fans like we're mm-hmm. we're fans that literally know the shepherd.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you guys think about that one?
2: Yeah, again, I mean, I just love quotes from <laughs> I just love them, but that also reminded me of um I believe it's Tim Keller, but he had a I don't know what book it's from, I just know the quote, but he <laughs> said that um you know, the only persons like stupid enough to go to a king um, in the middle of the night is a child and he said we can we have that kind of access um so it just reminded me of that like he is this, just almighty god but we do like yeah we know him and we were just like jesus paid the price so that we can just call on him like any day or not um yeah i just think it's so great <laughs> Yeah, that's good. And to
1: think about, like, kind of like he was saying with meeting the coach and um, kind of being starstruck. Um, I think there's two sides to re- like religion with Jesus, um, and one of those sides is, you know, obviously like idolizing him and like seeing him as our um, something that someone that we worship. But the other part of it is the relationship. Um, and I think I forgot if it was David or Jim that said this, but it was they said not about. It's not about a religion or ritual, but relationship. And so I think that kind of puts that into perspective, that it's not just about doing the right things and following what he says, but also knowing him. Um, And also the fact that he literally knows every single thing about you. Um, Like he is a therapist friend, um, not just a friend, a best friend, Mm -hmm. um, and a father and a peacemaker and everything. But Yeah.
0: No, that's so good. Yeah, I've really enjoyed the series, guys. Um any last any last thoughts to wrap up, not only tonight, but just this idea of slowing down, walking three miles per hour with the Lord and and stuff like that. Um,
2: yeah, I just think I love that three miles per hour message. Um mm. I don't think I'll ever forget that like the average pace of human walks at three miles per hour. Um but I feel like sometimes we might need to even go slower than that um, and just kind of be still and listen to God's voice. Um, I think even the analogy of the earlier, like, um, messages from Synergy of, like, Jesus being the shepherd and us the sheep. The sheep are not the smartest at times. <laughs> um, but the shepherd, you know, can see, like, way farther than the sheep, and he knows kind of where to guide him. Um, so, yeah, just listening to the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'd say just to
1: reiterate what Jim spoke about after um, sharing his story is just learning to spread joy to a broken world. And that first starts with, um, yes, making CSF smaller, but also I feel like we sometimes surround ourselves with community so much that we don't necessarily go just to the Lord. Um and so starting with that it's the smallest thing ever <laughs> back to the what's the smallest thing you've ever been in <laughs> um relationship with Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then having the people around you um to share in that relationship, but yeah.
0: That's so good guys. Um as we wrap up here, let's just hit on some things, guys. Make sure you sign up for Fall Retreat. Seriously, can't can't hype it up enough. UKCSF.org slash Fall Retreat. Make sure you do make CSF smaller seriously by getting involved with Shift and Core Groups. If you haven't done that, you can find a staff member with a link to get signed up for that. It's been great mm-hmm. hanging with you guys. I've loved talking about Three Mile Per Hour. I'm glad that and shocked that we got to wrap this up together. <laughs> it's been really fun. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you guys tune in next week as we start a new series.
2: Grace, peace. See you next week. (laughs)